When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Yes, good morning. Welcome to Off the Bench right across the West for your Saturday morning. Jack Crawshaw is my name and Paul Hazelby, well, he's not here uh, today. Uh, they had a blue during the week. Uh, the the whole Croc Media family got together on uh, Wednesday night and uh, had the launch at the new brand new Perth Stadium. Uh, Hayes and this man, Carl Langdon, had a bit of a blue and Hayes has sulked all the way off to Darwin to call the footy last night. You would have heard him do the Dockers and uh, Adelaide Crows women's game. So Carl here this morning to, uh, well, mop up what was a bit of a blue during the week. Uh, hello, Carl. Hello, Jack. And you know what I decided to do is that I took a leaf out of the South African cricket supporters' <laughs> books. They've made their Sonny Bill Williams masks and their banners to get up David Warner. And I've made, as you can see, my Paul Hazelby mask this morning. Oh, yes, yes. So that I, <laughs> I can... I wonder what you're doing with that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a nice big fat-necked mask. <laughs> just so that I feel right in this morning here on the program. So what have they done? They've got all these Sonny Bill Williams uh, masks yeah, and, and, there's they a, made, and there's and a they sign. A, yeah, they made a banner, a banner. So it's it's like a sheet, a white sheet with sticks on either side, and it actually says, hey, Warner, can I borrow your box? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sonny Bill Williams must, like lots of them. Yeah, yeah, Lots yeah. of them with the South African supporters. So whilst there was a meeting yesterday between, before the plague under, got underway, yes. obviously, between uh, Steve Smith yes. and Faf Duplessis, yep. and then, of course, we had the yesterday statement released by Cricket Australia saying yep. that, yeah, they had a word to the players and making sure they play in the good spirit and all that sort of stuff. Well, yep. obviously the fans didn't get the memo. No, they obviously didn't. And <laughs> they wouldn't expect, care anyway. Mate. You wouldn't care. Well, you're going to. And look, you set yourself up. Every time you want to come out and react in that way, particularly in a sporting field environment where there are supporters, mate, they're more ruthless than the players, let's face it. And I suppose the other part is, mate, is that there is a lot of vitriol that's dished out on social media, as you would be well and truly yep. aware of, yep. being far better in that domain than I am. That's why That's why you've been doing what you're doing, not only on the radio, but behind the scenes for our organisation. Yes. Um, is that they don't get monitored in the same way. No, that's right. So they can come out and say whatever they like and not get in trouble. Where if and, and this is where you've got to be really careful as a sports person, that if you react then you're the one that gets dragged through the mire because you're the role model and you're the one that's got to set the example. So there are standards that you have to live by as an athlete, as a sports person, whether you like it or not. Yep. 
But there is a place for it in the game, though, isn't there? Not not Sledgy? crossing. Yes, sure. Not, not crossing a line in terms of uh, what has been spoken about during the week with family members, etc. But yeah. just to get inside your opponent's head doesn't matter in any sport, whether it's footy or cricket or tennis yeah. or basketball or whatever. There is there is a place for it in the game. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like if I was to be playing on you, for example, like I would come over to you and I would start pinching you yeah. through your jumper, <laughs> right? I would firstly start doing that, yes. and then if. You sort of weren't reacting to that. I'd just start to probably just bump you a bit, shoulder to shoulder. And then I'd tell you, as you were going near the ball, I would tell you that I'm going to knock your head off. Yeah. I'm going to run through you. <laughs> I'm going to send you to hospital. <laughs> I'd just be making all of these comments. now. So it escalates quite quickly then. Is that and, <laughs> and then, like, the first thing that I would certainly try and do is because I was never that fast, so I know that you are faster than me because yeah. you're still young and nimble. Yes. I'd be slow. So the first thing I'd try and do would be injure your thigh. Right. I'd try and enable uh, <laughs> me to be able to keep up with you, so I'd try to hurt you in that way to slow you down. Are you getting a bit of an yeah, idea? Yeah, I get an idea, yeah. yeah. I'm getting it escalates pretty quickly. That's yeah. when it's gone from a few pinches to it, then you're trying it, to take my leg out. Well, that's right. So, and look, you've got to try and do all of that stuff within the rules, Jack. Now, yeah. sometimes, as it you can probably see, See, my record, I actually overstepped the mark. Yeah, just That's a few times. Yep. I went to the tribunal uh, nine times, got 13 weeks suspension, a <laughs> few fines. But, you know, it was all fun and part of the game. Of course, yeah, yeah. part of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. there, there you go. That's Carl Langdon's history all in about four minutes uh, here on Off the Bench. <laughs> now, well, that's 100 games of footy right there. Now, hey, coming when we come back after the break, we're going to get into the hot topics of uh, sport. We've got plenty to, to chat about. Carl's had a look at a few weeks of JLT footy. We're going to find out who he thinks is going to be hot and who's going to be not uh, come uh, round one of the 2018 season. Mark LaCraft from the West Coast Eagles to join us a bit later as well ahead of their JLT game against Fremantle tomorrow up at uh, Arena Joondalup and uh, there's also the world famous dig coming up as well uh, at the back end of the show. You're listening to Off the Bench, Jack Crawshaw and Carl Langdon right across the West. You're listening to Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelman. Yeah, no haze this morning. Carl Langdon in the chair for him. He was up in Darwin last night calling the AFLW game between the Crows and the Dockers. Uh, well, let's get into some of the hot topics of sport, though, uh, Carl, that are, have happened during the week and uh, what we're forecast is going to happen over the weekend or so. And firstly, I want to talk about the footy, uh, JLT. We've seen a Wednesday and a Thursday night game, another one last night as well. And we've got the Eagles and the Dockers, which are going to play up at uh, Arena Joondalup uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon. Who's been hot for you so far in the JLT? And who's going to be not come round one, do you think, on what you've seen? Well, North Melbourne are shaping as wooden spooners from what I've seen, yeah. and they should come out and tell the truth because when a bloke is left out of the team by the name of Luke McDonald, who was one of their better halfback flankers last year, he's a good running player, goes through the midfield a bit, he was left out of their side a because... drinking problem, isn't he? Well, he, he did for a weekend <laughs> on, a, on a camp, I think, and uh, I think they were down in Tassie, and he shouldn't have been having a drink. So he was just left out of the team, and they didn't basically tell everyone the reason why he was left out. Now... People find out. Yeah. You're best to just tell the truth. I, I don't know why clubs try to be so secret, but look, from what I've seen, North Melbourne are in a little bit of pain. I just think that they lack the midfield depth of a few of the other better, better credentialed teams. Pe- speaking of those better credentialed teams, Richmond, gee, haven't they just pounded the two opponents? They they gave it to Essendon. They just gave it to North Melbourne, which is where I've made my assessment. I suppose when you're looking at a, a premiership side and a side that is going through a redevelopment phase. North Melbourne are only 18 months down the track 
in that process. So they're a little bit like, I think, Fremantle and Hawthorne are two other teams that you can throw into that mix. West Coast now, probably a year behind those other three clubs. So I'd, I'd expect that they'll be down the page a fair bit. Melbourne. They've teased me, Jack, but they've improved. And I think that they now have to take that next step. I expect them to. St Kilda took a couple of steps forward, didn't quite make the eight, lost Rewalt Montagna, have concerns about their forward line, how productive they can be, Membry, Bruce. Now McCartan comes back into that mix. Now we know he's had issues. Armitage looks like he's going to be valued back in that midfield. Jack Stephen hurt his ankle on the weekend, so it just depends how long he's going to be out for. But they're all things that uh, will work themselves out in the okay. coming days. But you know, I think Melbourne are going to be about the place. Yep. Other sides, um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, I think that we can expect them to be uh, certainly right up the Point in the, into the in field. The, eight, yep. the Blues will be mid-pack, I reckon. GWS, I'm predicting, will win the flag. Yep. Am I okay. going too early? No, no. We've, I'm worried, record, about, we've got that I'm worried that. about Collingwood. Yeah, not happy. Uh, well, Nathan's got another two years, and Ooh. they didn't look great. No. Okay. And Sydney Swans. Now, Sydney Swans are going to be – you probably Your won't. big call is you reckon they're going to finish outside the eight, don't you? Well – they finished sixth last year. Now, I know they had this good run home, but they have got problems, mate. They've already got Tippett and Naismith on the sidelines, yep. two big guys. Yep. Sinclair rolled his ankle, so they're going to go with probably Dar- – maybe Darcy Cameron has to lead their ruck. Now, he's really untried because of all the injuries that he had last year. He almost missed a whole season of footy. They've got Dan Hannabury on the sidelines. McVeigh hasn't, again, for his fourth preseason. He's not going to make round one. So they're all the issues they've got. Now – have they got the capabilities to play a lot better than they started last year? Because, mate, if they didn't string all of those 11 wins to finish end, last season yep. together, uh, they, they are going to be in a trouble. very different place. So, no, yeah, I'm expecting them to be right on the precipice, maybe in the eight, maybe just out of the eight. Okay, a couple of quick ones then. Uh, the Warriors yesterday up at, up in Brisbane, the Sheffield Shield competition. WA got rolled for 93. They lost by 211 runs. They won't make the final. There's a game to go against South Australia starting Wednesday next week. But Queensland are in. Queensland are in for the first time in about half a dozen years. Yeah, so five years. Five years. They are on top of the table. They play New South Wales, who are still a chance. They need to win that match, New South Wales against Queensland. So it uh, will be a really interesting match. Starts uh, in about five days' time. Yep. So be really interested to see how that transpires. But, yeah, really disappointed with WA. I mean, they're, they're, I know they lost some players three matches ago. But, really, the last couple of results have been, I think, unforgivable. They've had a reasonably well-credentialed team in. And uh, to to fall yesterday for a, an abysmal 93, Turner top scored with 19, and Wildermuth and Nessa were the destroyers taking four for 25 and three for 41, respectively. Not acceptable. No, not acceptable. And just quickly, Perth Gorey, they play Central Coast Mariners a little bit later on uh, tonight. Does it, does it matter? Not like, they're to, all gone, aren't mate, they? are well, well, well and truly gone. Look, if they win all their games, mathematically they can still make it. Yep. Are they likely to win all their games given the opposition? If they can't beat Central Coast, given where they are... It's a bit of a worry. They're below then they don't deserve to make it. That's yep. the way I see it. Okay, there's some of the hot topics of sport coming up this weekend. Uh, don't go away. Plenty more Off the Bench coming up right after this. You're listening to Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby. Yeah, Jack Crawshaw and Carl Langdon this morning. Hayes will be back next Saturday morning. And uh, we caught up with Mark LaCraft from the West Coast Eagles ahead of their JLT clash against uh, the Dockers up there at Joondalup tomorrow. Play the Dockers tomorrow, uh, Lecker, or Sunday, I should say, up at Arena Joondalup. Uh, what, what is the group one to retrieve out of this last JLT game? What what boxes haven't you quite ticked yet? Um, it's sort of, it's, it's really for us, it's just another good opportunity to, to get 
everyone sort of playing together. We've we've done a lot of training together, but it's not really um, the same sort of intensities as against a, a quality opposition. We played a pretty young side last weekend against Frio, and you know they they played a lot of senior guys, so it was good. We the, the guys that didn't play got to get a really good look at them and what they were doing. So um, now we all get the chance to to run out there and play against them, which. Um, hopefully we can sort of fine-tune things and get a bit of the rust out before round one because it'll be here before we know it. Nick Nat, uh, he's going to get a bit of a run on uh, tomorrow at uh, East Fremantle Oval taking on uh, the East Perth jumper. Um, are we not Is he better than what everyone thinks he is? Is he more conditioned than what everyone thinks he is at the moment? Uh, oh, we're going to find out tomorrow. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he's been running around well at training. Um, the conditioning... Is something that will be there for him because he's been he's been training for a long time, um, but just his the basic thing, the main thing for him is his his tap work around stoppages is has been massive. Like you, you notice the difference at training of how valuable he is just with you know getting his first hands on the ball. Um, it'll be good for him to have a run and hopefully he puts his hand up for round one. But um, just being able to play at East Perth, I think they're able to. To monitor his minutes a bit better, and um, also they probably talked to Robbie, Robbie Wiley, who's you know coach of East Frio, and um, make sure there's they, they look after the big fella as well. <laughs> well, now speaking of being looked after for the old bloke, you are the oldest, aren't you? Now at the West Coast, yeah, yeah. How are you approaching uh, tomorrow? How is the old boy approaching this match? Mate, I'd, yeah, it'll be it'll be good on on Sunday actually. Yeah, so I'll be. Um, really just keen to get get stuck in, really try and get some form before before round one. There's a bit a bit rusty the last time we played Port Adelaide, but um really it's about just bringing it together as a team and, and we haven't like I said, had um too many runs together because we have got a bit of a new look forward line with, with JK not back yet. Um we've got young Jake Waterman who's been playing really well. Um Cripsy we've played a lot of footy with, J D's been been up there a while, but then there's folks like um, Liam Ryan and, and Willie Rioli that um, I haven't played too much footy with personally. So we really just want to get a bit of time out in the out on the footy field together, and you know, hopefully we we click and can sort of combine a pretty pretty dangerous combination. Yeah, so you did correct me. Sunday, uh, HBF Arena, make sure that you get along there. 4.05 start for Frio and West Coast. Tickets at afl.com.au. But have you got, do you actually think about these games? Like, do you, is, you have the mentality of going half-hearted, get hurt, uh, you know, that sort of stuff? Yeah, I do. you got to treat it like any other game. Um, it's it's not like you, you just go in there and try and cruise and... and come out of it unscathed because um, I, I reckon I got that surprise about six or seven years ago when we played a, a practice match against Carlton. I sort of went out there first contest thinking, oh, it's a practice match and I just got absolutely crunched and it sort of wakes you up pretty quickly, um, especially when you play Fremantle. Um, there's always a bit of bit of heat in it and you know a bit of cross-town rivalry. So um, it's going to be good. I uh, will hopefully you know, be able to play a few more minutes um, than what I did against Port Adelaide and um, try and get some match fitness out of it as well. So that I'm uh, yeah ready to go round one. Mark Lacroix from the West Coast Eagles with us here on Off the Bench right across the West. We've got an RDO and the world-famous dig coming up next here. Don't go too far. You're listening to Off the Bench with Jack Crawshaw and Paul Hazelby.
Yeah, welcome back, Jack Crawshaw and Carl Langdon this morning. Let's get into an RDO, a right decision all. We saw the first day of the second test start last night in Port Elizabeth. Australia, of course, uh, winning the toss and batting first up against the South Africans. And Carl was a lot made about David Warner and Quinton de Kock uh, at the start of the week. Now, the Cricket Australia board are going to meet to discuss, I suppose, uh, the whole situation. They sent out a media release yesterday. The CEO, James Sutherland, has said they, they backed what uh, the the match referee's decision was and uh, how we dealt with the situation. Should David Warner, though, right decision or has he just flown a little bit too close to the line here? Should he be stripped of his vice-captaincy for something that was bringing the game into disrepute? Mate, he should have been. The wrong decision was to allow him to play this game of cricket. He should not be playing in that test match, regardless of, I think, any of what happened off the field, what he was doing on the field was unacceptable. I mean, the way he sent off Faf Duplessis, he went way, way, way over the top. And I'm and, and look, he'd been going on like that a bit prior to what took place off the field. And look, then what he decided to do was to bring it off the field and into the public arena. And now we're hearing all the excuses. Oh, well, this is why I reacted. Well, mate, I don't want to hear all your excuses. Hmm. In the end, he should have been pinged. He should have been suspended. He should have been out of the game. And he probably, he probably should have, even though he's been pretty good when he's been in the role, as a captain when Steve Smith's not been available, yep. and as captain of our one-day side, he probably should be stripped of those for a while until he can pull his head in. Because you've got to set a good example. Oh, okay. Well, that's just led us nearly into the dig. Uh, Carl's gone early on the dig. Let's get into this. The Dig. So we then go from an RDO with a little bit of a dig to David Warner, which has led us into the AFL. Now, uh, we've heard a lot during the week, Carl, about the super panel and the uh, whether we're going to have a night or a twilight or a day grand final. Now, I think you've got a bit of a dig here. You're going to come off the long run. Uh, you mentioned to me a little bit earlier. I've got a feeling you might have built up a bit of steam since then. Mate, for all those that have been listening to Sports Day and heard Hayes and I talk about the AFL, yep. we spoke about the AFL executive what are they all employed to do and how many millions are they getting paid if, you, if you include all of them? That's what they're being then, employed to do. Then, then by extension of that, you you then include the AFL Commission. What are they all there to do? Make decisions. Right. They're, but they're the ones that actually make the decisions. The others yep. just make the recommendations, mm. right? Okay. Now, we've had all these other little boards that have been set up to make decisions, recommendations. Laws right? committee. How many people do we actually need to do this? Do, do can, Cannot the AFL executive actually in their day-to-day structure, have a meeting, throw these things on the table for those that head up each of their respective areas, which there is yes. already in yep. the system. Head of departments. Yeah. Kennedy and all these, head of umpire Hayden and all that. Kennedy. They've already got them yeah. all, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you get all them. Yeah. They have the meeting. They yeah. make the recommendations. Yep. They take it to the commission, of which there's already a commission, and they make a decision. Why do they now need to get another 10 or 12 people? Now, the other thing that they've left floating in the air, if they want a real dig from Carl, is that... Is it going to be a day, a night, or a twilight grand final? Because some of us have to go on holidays. It's in the middle of school holidays, Jack, <laughs> and we need to know where we're going at the end of a football season because we've had to work every bloody day, calling footy, going here, going there, doing what we've had to do. That's a bit selfish. But no, for those other people who've got to travel, it's very expensive exercise to come from country Western Australia to go across to Melbourne and to stay an extra night, mate, that might be the difference between actually going to a grand final, not going to a grand final, because it's another night's accommodation, another night of got to eat, got to drink, got to do all those sort of things out of the comfort zone of your home. Yeah. Uh, and then, can I keep going? You can keep going. You know, the other thing that uh, they haven't yet keep going. told us. Why on a roll? Well, what they haven't yet told us is 
are they going to have this mid-season draft, trade, loan? Because Eddie Maguire, I saw him on the footy show on Thursday night. Eddie Maguire on Thursday night said it's not going to happen this year. But there's AFL executives that are chirping, right? And the heads of the fish, Gillan McLaughlin and Steve Hocking, who oh. are the two, two of the highest paid executives in the game, oh. are chirping that it's going to or could speculatively happen this year once they get this group of people together. Well, mate, I'll tell you this. My message to the AFL, this is my dig to the AFL. You better have made all of these bloody decisions, whether it be a day, a night, or a twilight grand final, and whether any of this drafting, trading, loaning is going to take place before the bounce of the ball for game one on Thursday, March 22, which is Richmond and Carlton. Western Standard Time gets underway at 4.25. It better oh. all happen before then. Oh, there we go. See you later. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> That's the tick. Good way to finish uh, off the bench on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Thanks for your company, uh, and we'll catch you back in next Saturday morning. Hayes will be back too. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.